welcome back to Batting Rounds, Batting Rounds Baseball Podcast. I am your co-host, Shane Ost, with me as always is Lauren. I'm Lauren. And Steven. Hey. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You like really playing up your Philly accent? No, that came out way more Italian, but I was like, I was like, oh, instead of a yo, I should do like a Canadian thing. And then I'm like, what's a Canadian thing? And then I just went to A. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, it came out way more Italian, which which really backfired on me. You're you're in Canada. It's understandable. I I, I watched a bunch of Canadian TV this weekend, so I'm feeling a little bit. Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, Shorzy. It's good. Oh, I love up until Shorzy's the second, the last good. episode of the second season. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah, else yeah, is great. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't seen any of the second season so far. <laughs> you can skip it. First season's really solid. Yeah, I was shocked because I, I love Letter Kenny, and I never liked Shorzy as a bit. I <laughs> thought it was exhausting. Which Letter Kenny is though, because it's just repeating <laughs> itself over and over again i mean i know shorzy does it too but like man once you get like a couple seasons into letter kenny like i i was just like i can't stand this anymore that's <laughs> what everyone says about it i, I never watched letter kenny but i the first season of shorzy at least really hooked me maybe because it had like the conceit yeah. of the hockey and the small town life to, to kind of carry it along that's a lot better yeah that, yeah that that helped that does help a lot i do think it's like the more tolerable show for sure. <laughs> yeah. But just to, like, we should, I should warn the audience that this is not really a spoiler so much as like a content warning. In the last episode of the second season, there's out of nowhere this like pro- prolonged, weird, transphobic bit. <laughs> it's just like, why is this here? Nothing else in the show <laughs> oh, is like fuck. this. At all. It's very weird. That's, yeah. that's grim. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what else is grim? Something that's been keeping me up at night or making me wake up in cold sweat are either you getting increasingly worried about where uh shohei otani is gonna wind up yeah yeah <laughs> yes and no yeah I'll, I'll just get these completely uh or like pretty like irrational fears just like like somebody the other day posted a thing that's like that said like uh, it's tough to rule out the Dodgers or the Los Angeles Angels. And like <laughs> it had not even occurred to me that it would be a possibility that he would <laughs> resign with re-sign the Angels. Yeah. And like that's <laughs> I think that's the worst case scenario. That I would agree. be worse than signing with like the Yankees or the Braves <laughs> or or any like or like even the fucking Astros or any team I hate. Like, yeah. Oh, that would be that would make me so mad. I want to. Yeah. I completely agree. That is that is like far and away the worst case scenario. That is like society as a whole has taken a dark turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't trade Mike Trout. They re-sign Otani, and like nothing happens with either of those guys for another ten years. Would just. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I had to, I've been just thinking about that for days, <laughs> and I had to get that off of my chest. I got that information. And immediately, like, my brain was just like, oh, that was nice of them, including the Angels, like, they had a chance. And that's that's how my brain treated that information and did not spend a second further on it. Because it's too horrible. There were a couple to con- people that said it was the most likely outcome right now. Yeah, <sighs> and that was horrifying. Yeah, oh. that was- Your brain, like, <laughs> went, like, 
into that self-defense mode my brain just started immediately like you could see the wires like popping and like short-circuiting i was just like like steam was coming out of my ears and i was like a whistling noise yeah it was terrible it's it was, it's worse even than the, like theoretical like signing with the rockies or or that or um the, the royals like yeah. nothing could be because it's 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 like not even just that he's on a bad dysfunctional team. It's that he's on a bad dysfunctional team that already has this like psycho spiritual, oh. like tormentous aura around him specifically. And he, it's just like if you went back, you went back. That would be <laughs> horrifying to me. I just that's like that's bite like Biden third term territory in terms of just like grim <laughs> march into the future where things are like not quite as bad as they can could be, but like as bad as like the system. <sighs> The a barely functioning system can allow. Oh, yeah. As, I, I, there's a couple other like contenders that are in talks that I'm like, he- I'm kind of hesitant about. Uh, cause it currently, as of, as of recording, the rumors are, uh, Dodgers most likely, Angels are in consideration, and then everyone but the Cubs, the Blue Jays, and one other team, maybe it was just the Cubs and the Blue Jays are, uh, and the Dodgers are also in consideration. And I think, th- the Blue Jays are an interesting one. I think uh, if they did fork over the money, that's like an exciting thing for that team. And I yeah. think it, as it, my main rooting interest is for him to be on the East Coast for earlier games in Toronto's as close right. as I get. Um, but the Cubs, I don't know. Like um, he's such a finely tuned physical specimen of an athlete. And he has to be like already. If like if you're like a a, a professional athlete at the highest level. Uh, you have to take very good care of your body, and he clearly does. He does that on both sides of the fence. I think just dropping like an Italian beef into that like finely tuned machine <laughs> yeah. just blows it up. It's the single grain of sand in the gears <laughs> that just <laughs> destroys it. Yeah, just one like dip from Portillo's, and he's done. Yeah, I don't want that for him. A big stupid hot dog covered in wet vegetables, <laughs> and it just destroys him. <laughs> They don't have that in Anaheim. They don't do that kind of thing out there. No, he's, no they have he's the a, he's a, not to. <laughs> he's on a he's on a, a chicken breast and broccoli diet out there. They, they, they all they all do. Yeah, yeah. No, like keep him away from the upper Midwest. You just ruin that man. <laughs> he just like wakes up the first day of his time. He's got like a big beer gut. It's just kind of. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Don't say Otani with a beer gut. It will make half of our listeners so horny they can't function. (laughs) (laughs) To say nothing of your host. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There is a good likelihood we'll get like a beefy boy show. Hey, someday. That's something for everyone to look forward to. Oh, that'll be fun. We're all alive by then. (laughs) Post retirement Otani. Where he just like you know keeps up the the dietary habits but doesn't uh, work out. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I saw that rumor about the Blue Jays and almost my brain almost short circuited because I I just mm-hmm. they're one of those teams that I just count out of everything and the idea of him coming here. Oh boy, would I really leave? It's already that. here for you. Yeah, you it's, said one I'm literally here. <laughs> Um, I was like, I was like, I was, I saw that and I immediately, I'm like, oh shit, what if they sign him? And then my brain and, and then went, oh shit, what if they sign him while I'm here? That would be fun. <laughs> like the hockey media already went fucking nuts about this, which is very amusing to watch. Yeah, that was someone I think I saw um, saying, like a, a Canadian beat reporter, might have been Anderson, uh, we've had on the pod a bunch of times, who was saying, um, 
Like, yeah, everyone I've seen talking about this in Canada is like a, a breathless hockey reporter. And everyone who's skeptical of it is a baseball reporter. Yeah. <laughs> I, but hopefully we'll have an answer to this yeah. soon. Because I think there, he's the rumor is that he's eager to sign like this this or next week. So fingers crossed. I It's it's completely unfair. But I think whoever he ends up signing with, I will like that team less. Like, I'll just be <laughs> mad. You know, Aww. like, <laughs> oh, that's not. I know it's totally irrational and not fair, but that's I'm doing this. is I don't go to therapy. I have this show. Um, So (laughs) you don't need therapy when you have a podcast. That's right. Everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's always saying this. If he goes and signs with the Blue Jays, I'll be like, "Ah, that's bullshit. AL East, like (laughs) nonsense. This is. Yeah. But well, yeah. Right. New Yankees or some. I'll say some horse shit like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Funny enough. The only team like of the ones in the running that I would like more is the Cubs. (laughs) Like I, (laughs) I just like I think I already dislike them so much that like his presence would make me like them more. It it would also be like it would signify that we've been a little too uh critical of the organization as a front office mm-hmm. i think i've been down on the cubs a lot institutionally over the last couple of years because it really looked like after the 2016 season they didn't really ha- have a good direction of where they were going this would yeah. at least be uh-huh. like well okay they're, they're they are more interested in building a competitive team than like just signing a couple like guys on one-year deals like they're right they, they are like tr- making an effort to act and willing to spend that would be something yeah yeah my yeah. my friend's in chicago that i'm like really close with none of whom are from there or are particularly cubs fans but they all live like right near like the epicenter of cubsdom and that was why like oh i was cool like bandwagoning them for a while and then after they won i was just like ah fuck these guys they're fucking miserable uh (laughs) if they get otani though uh cubs bandwagoner steven will return yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't. I would. I would also like Jane. I think like them more as a team with with him on it uh, quite a bit more. I was already kind of bullish on them this season because it seemed like they were not the Cubs of the last couple of years. I'm also just higher on the Cubs than in previous seasons, regardless of Otani or not, because mm-hmm. I'm so down on the White Sox <laughs> because oh, God, of yeah. how awful that organization is, how mm-hmm. unfun the team has been to watch, which is the organization's fault. And also my beef with uh, Chicago White Sox fans, who I feel have betrayed me. <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm switching loyalties. I think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going from the slobs to the snobs. I'm going to the north side. <laughs> That's where the the gay bars are right over there, anyway. Uh, yeah. I think I'm switching my. I think I'm switching my totally unimportant Chicago baseball team loyalty <laughs> to the Cubs. It also helps that I'm not seeing uh, fucking Donald Trump in the White House every day and thinking about those campaign donations. Yeah. I'm right. a little distance yeah. from that now. That's true. Well, that's, I'm that's well. <laughs> For now, tuned. yeah. This could, this could all change very quickly in, in about eight, eight months. We'll see. Yeah. Bonus <laughs> tacking on a little bit here because right after we got done recording... Lauren brought up like, oh, shit, we forgot to talk about Shohei Otani with the cat. And (laughs) I've seen exactly six seconds of this 14 second video of a cat (laughs) with Shohei Otani. Watch the the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. All right. I'm doing a we're doing a react the worst type of content (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Soon interview and a cat just shows up. But like, look at this shot, though. 
he's there's like just an it open looks staged. it looks so staged there's just like that's, it's an open an door behind him like <laughs> that cat did not just come out of nowhere no way the fucking can't control arrow freeze like frame yeah 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 i i think this is like projecting like a whole lot i, I don't know like you're, you're saying this is a conspiracy with like a cat a cat handler like a professional animal wrangler is involved yes i'm, I'm gonna show you a tawny pet truther <laughs> in all regards. In los angeles they do all live there yeah the cat has a collar with a tag on it too okay why bring the cat to him it's not his cat why why because they need to have more they saw the the pop he got with the dog <laughs> and, and so then they... it's like a brand building thing. yeah this is yeah. like selling him to the public more so he gets more money in free agency yes they're doing this this image sculpting like oh like <laughs> and then ahead of a big ahead of a big signing so like you know he's like, not look nixon he doesn't guy. need checkers He's already beloved. You know why not stack on some more? I mean, he's he's got a <laughs> he's got an arm injury that he's gonna he's not gonna be pitching for at least a year, so he's got to okay. make up some of that lost money. And you know, if any he can way be, he can, yeah, yeah, any way he can. And it's just I... like they saw him with the dog, and it was, and people were like to fucking love this. It's like let's get a cat in there, let's do it. I think it's more likely that he's just touched by nature, that he's like a like a, a Disney princess level <laughs> like of he's like, like some fucking animals. wood nymph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he's just out walking down the street, butterflies just land on his shoulder. That's totally reasonable to be to believe. Yeah, birds just start singing and like tying his shoelaces for him and stuff every morning. Yeah. But they don't they don't show you that because they'd be like, This is too unbelievable. But just naturally finding a dog or a cat is this everyday thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. But yeah, a cat just showing up in one of his shots and yeah, that's different. Hmm. Fucking show know. white over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been there hasn't been a single like squirrel or rat in Angel Stadium for years because they all just they, they all just like form a circle around him and migrate outward, leave him <laughs> leave him pure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need bat boys while Otani is playing <laughs> because forest creatures will come up and take his bat for him and his, and his batting gloves and stuff when in pads when he gets on base. Just some bluebirds, yeah, they swoop in. Yeah. MLB does clever <laughs> crops to keep that out of frame, but like they did with the A's and their home runs to stop showing the signs. Ooh, just okay. think think of the army of raccoons he could command if he if he signs in Toronto. <laughs> so we got to uh, well, I'll, I'll edit this into the rest of the show. Okay, well, what else do we got to talk about here? Well, uh, I know we, our stance as a podcast has been for the last couple of years that the Hall of Fame is stupid, Hall of Fame voting is stupid, and we try not to do it uh, yeah. more than absolutely necessary. Uh, but it is the off season, and there are at least two new guys on the ballot this year that I think certain members of this, all members of this podcast have pretty strong feelings, feelings about. Uh, and none of us are diehard Adrian Beltre fans, but Joe Maurer and Chase Elliott, the two other big names. <laughs> added to the ballot this year i mean i also adrian gonzalez was my guy but um uh yeah mauer and outlay are the two big ones here yeah. for the fan alliances yeah. <laughs> of the podcast i think we all agree they both should go in as soon as possible which is funny because like i think that's been said for a long time i don't remember who i saw say it first you know some probably some uh you know minnesota sports writer forever ago you know, sometime around 2016, 2017, <laughs> hearing people say, you know, once uh, Joe Maurer retires, 
and he's on the Hall of Fame ballot. The people fighting to keep him off of there the hardest will be Minnesota sports fans <laughs> <laughs> and like Minnesota sports writers. Is that happening? Are you seeing that like in Minnesota Twitter circles? I mean, like, I don't go on Twitter nearly as much as I used to mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, some more time on Blue Sky these days, but I still like look at Twitter, but I especially t- try not to look at the, the <laughs> perfidious villains of Minnesota Twitter uh, and like Minnesota sports Twitter, just the worst, like not not even just in uh, like for people from here, but I think anyone with like a Minnesota sports or Minnesota Vikings Avi on Twitter, like they are like 100% going to be a fascist. <laughs> and I think the rest of the nation learned that like during the uh, like summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like really awful. So I try not to look on there. But I mean, I still see some of the same stuff I've seen forever about like, well, you know, Joe Maurer did really great stuff when he was catcher. But, you know, he had injuries. He had to stop playing catcher after uh I think it was 2011, 2012, something like that. I don't remember. I was hard to play. It's hard very to play early. Catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to play catcher, especially when you get hit in the head a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> and like your legs don't work anymore. Like it is. It's really hard when you have uh, brain injuries and like eye problems from playing catcher. He reached like some really great highs, but a lot of people will be like, well, he didn't do it forever, though. But like a lot of the great there's not first off, there's not a ton of catchers in the Hall of Fame, which I think is pretty silly because like mm-hmm. it's hard to get the production that other positions have because it is so hard on you. Like mm-hmm. it really, really is so hard on your body. There's other catchers that did, you know, really great stuff, but a lot of them didn't have a whole career full of amazing production. They had, you know, eight, nine really good years or something like that, or like mm-hmm. seven really good years, <laughs> something like that. So I think I think he deserves it. I also am just of the opinion that there should be more players in anyway. Yeah, yeah. we're all moderately big hall people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the big hall. I don't know. I think he should be in. He did some truly great stuff. Didn't have the playoff, <laughs> you know, success <laughs> that a lot of people want in a Hall of Famer. But like, it's not his fault. I think people care <laughs> about that less, more and more. Yeah. That's less of a factor every year. Yeah, but it's not his fault. But like, you know. Catchers winning MVPs and getting batting <laughs> titles and stuff like that doesn't happen much. I think like that's an incredible thing that that he should be recognized for. Like absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And it, it, putting him in the hall now signals, I think, uh, opens up the door to a lot of other catchers that should be in, like Buster Posey and for sure. And then Chase Utley, I, I, we don't even really. He he's obviously should be in the hall by the stats, by just the love he has yeah. uh, mm-hmm. put into the hearts of so many. Uh, for yep. so long, and that's why you should go in with the Dodgers cap. and the hate into the hearts of many as well. Which oh yeah, we also appreciate. It. <laughs> yeah, it can be the Hall of Infamy too. You know, like, <laughs> give him like a negative. Give him like a Wario plaque or something. Yeah, he <laughs> could be the first like Law Universe inductee or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, don't say Waluigi Chase Utley in front of our fans because that might also <laughs> make some of them just way too horny to function. <laughs> After he retired, there was a lot of conversation going around like, oh, like, what what do we think about it? And like, I think I know I think a lot of Phillies Twitter uh, concluded that it'll be he's like an edge case. And a lot of the electorate, I guess, the Hall of Mm -hmm. Fame electorate is just like 
probably wouldn't look too highly on how short his career was, uh, how late he started. I do not profess to understand the mechanics of these people's brains, but they better do it. They better fucking do it. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think it's the same thing as catchers. We're like, uh, there's this evolving understanding that second base and cat it's their their premium positions and uh being able to hit as well as they did is is uh at, at that position is a more significant achievement than uh historically has been valued. Because I think it's if you're just like the top ten offensive second baseman of all time, he's like in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Something like that. There is like a tracker, right? Like we don't know what all you know what everybody's vote is, but somebody's been doing a yeah. tracker. Some I've people do. Yeah, every year uh, there's a couple accounts that track uh, ballots as they come in and are okay to be published. There's also a really interesting newsletter um, by Louis Polis. It's worth looking up his newsletter. He did a really interesting uh, analysis of the historical impact of secret ballots on Hall of Fame voting. Um, that's worth looking up if you're kind of interested in the statistical side of things. Shout out to Louis for that. But um, yeah, the tracker ballots are coming in. It's one of those things where like every year people like post like the egregiously bad vote for like the guy who only votes for Omar Vizquel and then submits it. And, like, yeah. I get it. I get being mad at old, grumpy, fussy old guys. But, you know, they'll all be dead soon. It's it, We can calm down. Or they'll live until 100 years old, you know. <laughs> Kissinger could have had a vote. That, that would be a very Kissinger thing to have if he had been a Hall of Fame voter all these years. And just no one knew about it. <laughs> yeah. He was just like shoving it around in the press box one day, and they're like, "Yeah, man, sure. You, you're a you're a statesman. You can probably give us some info on whether or not we should <sighs> let in rolly fingers or not." Yeah. <laughs> well, I just checked the tracker, and uh, Joe Maurer and Chase Utley both have sixty two point five percent. That's really good for a first year. Yeah. It's worth remembering that they increase, uh, usually increase a couple of percentage points every single year. So mm. with Maurer, I don't know, the kind of like consensus around here is that he probably wouldn't make it mm-hmm. anyway. Like that, even since like he retired in 2018 or like as he was getting ready to retire, people mm-hmm. were talking about this forever. So it's also six uh, sure. a total, uh, counting a total of um, eight ballots. Yeah, okay. it's very early. It's very early on in this, and it's only counting the ones that people put their names on. So, yeah, there's a couple of interesting guys on the ballot this year. I, I'm curious what see what percentage is David Wright at? Uh, David Wright's at twelve point five. Oh wow, huh? I thought I expected him to be be higher than that. That's interesting. Me I don't know too. if he's necessarily a Hall of Famer, but I don't know. There's some fun guys. This is a, this is a good year for some guy remembering. Adrian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Bartolo Colon, Jose Bautista. Yep. James Shields, big game, James. I hope he gets like one vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For I don't sure. want him to, he'll fall off after the first year almost certainly, but I hope like there's a couple of people out there like, yeah, big game, James. That's a guy I would want in the hall. Yeah. Oh, and Victor Martinez. Can't, can't forget Victor Martinez. That's a guy to remember. Matt Holiday. <laughs> you want to just go through the list? No, nah, I'm done remembering guys now. I don't want to remember Jose Reyes. <laughs> we're, we're <out>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I stepped on your excellent transition, James. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can just do a quick little thing where we point out how the Yankees tweeted how sad they were about Henry Kissinger dying. It's very funny. <laughs> I don't think any other teams made a made a statement about it, but not that I God, saw. that was funny. For context, yeah, Henry Kissinger died last week. I I uh, cracked open some oysters and champagne the day after. Mm-hmm. 
the Yankees almost immediately, uh, they probably had this like in the in like in the barrel ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how the yeah. Washington Post like had a guy who contributed to the to, to Kissinger's obituary who had been dead for himself for 10 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was yeah, it yeah, yeah. Jacobin wrote a fucking book yeah. and yeah. just sat on it? But anyway, yeah, Yankees probably had this one in the pipe for a while. Just like <laughs> Just like with a big label on it that said, okay, make sure you type in the correct age. It like was probably yeah. like dead, at, dead at 94. <laughs> like they've just had this in the drafts forever. I bet it was in George Steinbrenner's like uh, last will and testament that he had to, that they had to do this. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Make sure, he's just like, make sure you do a, You do a sad post about my friend Hank. Yeah. <laughs> no, no other team had to. Uh, you know, they didn't have to. No other team went out and had a statement about how, like, we. This guy was like our best friend. Yeah, I saw the picture of him in the Yankees jacket at Yankee Stadium with Samantha Power, and it's just like, God, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> everyone is so fucking evil. Like, <laughs> jump scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's sure. got a bad rap, but man, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I. I've talked myself into <laughs> back into being the Yankees being the worst landing spot for, for Tommy. <laughs> yeah, it was nice, like uh, because of how miserable their their season was and how miserable their off season is is. Yeah, it's been kind of like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> do I really? Do I really hate the Yankees like I used to? Like, yes, I started. Yeah. La- I started last. Out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I started last season, and they were, like I, I ranked my teams at the start of the season. Like, oh, that's weird. The Yankees aren't one of the bottom two. That's so strange, right. huh? Um, this was really nice to to really recenter, bring us back to mm-hmm. basics, yep. like. <laughs> to work on the fundamentals of it, yeah. <laughs> work on the fundamentals of hating the Yankees. I think if I were the Astros, I would have released a statement saying, uh, we didn't really know him, but we thought he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure they're still cemented number one heels of baseball. God, that, sorry, that Astro, that random Astros fan account that replied to the, that replied to the post by the Yankees. And it was, it was just something like, Wow, the Yankees did finally did something cool or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. something I respect or something. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so the blue perfect. checked fucking Astros <laughs> account. Yeah. That was George W. Bush himself. Yeah. I was uh I'm having a blast up here. And I was feeling a little homesick when uh news broke because mm. a bunch of my friends went out to the bar. Like <laughs> what was it, a Thursday? Ugh. <sighs> Wednesday, um, yeah, Wednesday, okay. Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. A bunch of my friends, and then Rip like, Shane go on Thursday morning. So please continue. They were like, "Fuck it, let's go to the bar." I'm like, "Oh no, I want to oh, bummer." So if this had happened not even that long ago, I definitely would have gotten up and went out to the bar, had a celebratory drink. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, trying to do this thing where I don't just go out drinking whenever for <laughs> no reason, <laughs> and I've been, yeah, I've been on that on that kick for like a year now and it's better <laughs> but <laughs> even though it was just like i don't know it was uh henry kissinger died i guess i'll just like pour myself a a little like two fingers of whiskey at home <laughs> and then 
be in bed by 10 25 like instead of 10 <laughs> o'clock yeah yeah i had i had followed the same path i had i think i had eaten an edible already when the news broke so i just kind of took it yeah. easy i didn't want to go out but the next day i i did um yeah i got an oyster shucker recently it's the most exciting thing in my life uh so i shucked a dozen oysters for a friend of nine we had a little bottle of, split a little bottle of champagne that's go. awesome then we had a guinness and uh shepherd's pie for shane Ooh. yeah oh hell yeah the mcgowan one is sad you're yeah. you're, you're a pogues fan right oh you, yeah you, big yeah, time me too big time. me too yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Rome i the last one of the greatest albums of all time yeah 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 with mcgowan though it was like i don't know but hearing that that guy's on the edge of dying my like <laughs> entire time i've been aware of him you know yeah. for like 20 years that's the yeah. funniest thing about them dying in 12 hours each other. They're, they're both like, how the fuck are they still alive, guys? <laughs> for yeah. totally different reasons. I like to so imagine them both getting to the gates of heaven at the same time. Right after Shane McGowan died, seeing one of my Twitter mutuals be like, wow, R.I.P. Shane McGowan, and then posting a link to uh, the song Tuesday Morning, which is from the Pogues' last album that Shane McGowan's <laughs> not on. Like, it's like no, that was after he was out of the band. Like that Spider Stacy singing is very funny. Oh, I love that song, and I think it's, it's like a great song. It's yeah. one of the best Pogue songs, even though Shane's not on it. But <laughs> okay, speaking of that though, I do think that uh, there is somebody I need to hold responsible for McGowan's death, and that's the Kelsey brothers for releasing <laughs> oh. uh, "Fairy yeah. Tale of Philadelphia." Uh. Who asked them to do this? Why are they doing this? Why are uh, they the, the football brothers doing uh, doing a fucking Pogues <laughs> Christmas song parody about Philadelphia that barely ah. changes any lyrics? They're like the only lyrics it changes is like Broadway to Broad Street, and then they don't say slut or faggot. That's it. That's like, horrible. I'm <laughs> sorry. Awful. I am normally like pro letting people say faggot in the in the song like i think that's yeah. an important part of the song and i like uh, hearing it in in that context no i normally <laughs> give people a pass on that but i'm putting a, a fatwa on them for getting to say it yeah they should have said it they should have said yeah, it yeah of all the people i would prefer if they had said it <laughs> specifically them i think it's so funny that like i don't know every like straight person i know that like when that song comes up, they're like, "Oh yeah, he says faggot." Like, "Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of yikes." And then, like every gay person I know is like, "No, say it in every cover." Like, say it. <laughs> I for the first couple times I heard this, I didn't put it together. It was the it was the football guys. I thought it was those annoying podcasters with a similar name. The McElroy brothers is what I'm thinking of. Oh, oh, you're... oh. I was like, the Kelsey brothers do have a podcast. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Travis McElroy. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no he. I he would not. He would not say it. He would not say it either. No way. <laughs> but no, rip to a real one. Yeah, one of the realists. Like truly, truly one of the greats. Goddamn. I've been meaning to make this joke, and I haven't said it to anyone. I've only thought it in my head since I made it. So I didn't make shepherd's pie because it's Irish. I made it because it's easy to eat without teeth. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is super sad. I I love folks. Love Shane McGowan. Yeah. Uh, Sixty five is a better run than anybody would have expected for him for, for like 30, yeah. thirty years ago, though. So you gotta yeah yeah thirty years ago, everyone'd be like, "This guy is dead in no time at all," for sure. Yeah. But no, he got yeah. it out. I respect yeah. it. Okay, well, let's see. 
Do we have anything else we need to talk about? I think this is worth talking about. This is a really fascinating interview that Carlos Beltran gave in Spanish. Oh, sure. Allison McCaig of uh, a pod of their own flagged this on Twitter. And I think this is really interesting. It was a Spanish language interview that a Mets fan translated on Reddit um, from where he was talking about his time as a player on the Yankees and the Mets. And it really is just a confirmation that the, the Mets at that time were everything you thought they were. Everyone like <laughs> dysfunctional, gossipy, bitchy, petty, all of it. And it's just like, it, it's really interesting from, uh, we should probably link to the post because we don't want to go through the whole thing. But it's, if you're like a fan of the Mets and like you think about that organization or if you're just like curious about that org as like a Shakespearean like villain, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of how I now imagine them. Uh, there's some really good stuff in here about how um, I'll, I'll just look at the one anecdote here where he's comparing them between the Mets and the Yankees. You know, he, he describes the Yankees as like a, 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 you know, a complicated organization, but it's still like it, it's uh, fairly well run. You're kind of left to do your business and they, they enable you to do that. But he talks about the Mets, like just like the um, going into meeting with like the manager and the GM and the media person, the team owner, all meeting with them one-on-one or like player and, and all the higher ups and having what he's saying, he is a private meeting. But then in the next day you see the rumors from the meeting circulating in the newspapers. It's like, you can directly mm-hmm. point like who to link to and how do you then go back to those people with any kind of trust ever again? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting interview worth getting into. Um, has like a, uh, really explains like a lot of like the club culture about like not taking days off because like Willie Randolph through Carlos Delgado under the bus when he like just needed a day off. Oh. Uh, really, really good stuff. Yeah, that's a really productive approach is to just punish guys into playing hurt and overextending themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Extremely he says like in the interview, yeah, like under under like the current concussion protocols, I would not have played like multiple times where I played through it. Oh, my like he was just like waking up and like unsteady and like feeling dizzy, like uh, with headaches for days and still going out and playing because like any any there wasn't an alternative not with the media not with the Mets media love to hear that it's not even like they were you know winning every world series or anything in this time (laughs) it's just like you are like putting yourself through like this all this horrible you know maybe life-altering brain uh injuries and you know maybe making those uh symptoms worse for the fucking Mets, <laughs> like I mean, all of it, it's always silly when baseball teams take themselves too seriously and the press takes itself too seriously. But like, fucking Mets, come on! It's a big case for just like you should just like the New York media in the whole is just like a den of vipers. You can't trust any. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the takeaway. In the like nineties and zero, it's just like yeah. don't, and obviously way way before that, just don't sign in New York. Yeah, don't go play there. It just seems like miserable. <laughs> I can see why they'd rather all hang out in Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting post. It's from three days ago. It's user uh, John8585 to the translation if you want to look it up. Do you have any questions? There was. Yeah. I, I looked up a question or two. I, uh, uh, there were there were a couple of questions. Delaware smashed. Uh, is John Middleton the new George Steinbrenner? You're kind of acting like it. More than Hal Steinbrenner anyway. Yeah. I could see that I, the Steinbrenner is such a complicated figure in terms of like his legacy. Like he wanted to spend, but also like interpersonally, there were so many things mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't see a lot of like that side of him from John Middleton in the sense that he's like the incredibly rich guy who's the most eager to go out 
and win or one of them, I kind of see that connection more mm-hmm. and willing to build like a super team yeah. to do it. I can, I can kind sure. of see that. But yeah, not nearly as much of the like famous meddling in the team. Yeah. Though. <laughs> He's just like putting up the money and being like, all right, who's, who's the big guys we should sign? Uh, Bryce Harper, yeah. great. Let's do it. Like <laughs> He's literally just doing what I would do in that position. You just yeah. like throw money at things and then hire people smarter than me and going right. like, yeah, go on, go do that. And like they fired Joe Girardi, but it wasn't nearly like you know done in the way that like Steinbrenner. Oh no, that would have <laughs> been like a week long like back. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I wish he was a little bit more like John Steinbrenner in one very specific instance, and, <laughs> and that's Brandon Marsh. Yeah, you should make that boy cut his hair. No, yeah. no, I like it. It's it's his thing. He's a His fucking... thing should be a cl- being a clean-shaven, nice young man. <laughs> I don't want nice young men on my baseball team. Yeah. It's just him. Just yeah, it's him. Just, it's just punishing the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> just like taking away their, cleaning up their dirtbag boys. Oh, like they only they only have one. They really need to hold yeah. on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like otherwise it's, it's a city of, of young men in polo shirts, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Replace any current Hall of Famer with Bartolo Colon, who do you pick? Yeah, that what, question. What? Kirby Puckett. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that to be with you. I wouldn't put I would I wouldn't put Bartolo Colon in the Hall of Fame. He's a he's a mean player, he had a great career, he was a very long career, not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I want like Ty Cobb out. He's a piece of shit. You know, like stuff like that I'm fine with. But yeah, like swap him out for like Rolly Fingers or someone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's kind of weird they're in there. I don't know. Like it's not really like a Hall of There's some guys in the Hall of Fame for like because they, they invented a pitch or something. If you really dwell down to how they used to vote, there's a couple guys right. like that. And like you could replace Cologne with them if it was like starting a trend where players have two families. Like if that emerges as like a trend <laughs> in the next ten years of baseball, maybe we we do put him in for that. I don't know. Yeah, that's the but... market inefficiency. <laughs> These guys need money bad. So <laughs> they'll sign fast. <laughs> we need we need to find the the ways to make having a second family uh, a baseball advantage. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll just, I'll just say yeah, uh, like Ty Cobb or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. No, sorry, I want to do the last question too. You want to do the last one? Can, can I perform some sort of ritual to cleanse my soul of the stain of the Yankees? Henry Kissinger, please, you should tweet. No, you're a Yankees fan. No amount of stage can purge that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wheelhouse Abernathy, but nope, you don't get you don't get out of your you don't get absolved of your Yankees uh, sins so easily. <laughs> it's it's a yeah stain on your soul. You have that forever. You have to sit in it like <laughs> you just have to deal with. Kissinger being a being a huge Yankees fan. Yeah, I I I I think I did personally cleanse the soul of a Yankees fan a little bit last night. I had a friend a friend was visiting D.C. from New York, and um, they asked for a list of uh, recommended restaurants, and I I made them eat pizza twice while they, while they were here. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some of that real good D.C. slice, yeah. That's so funny. Their That's soul is so a little funny. purer today. Did they just complain about how it wasn't a New York slice the whole time? No, no, they, they, the pizzas were really good. I took them to um, this place on 17th. Uh, it used to be called Happy Jar. Now it's called Gemini. That has this really good uh, sourdough crust uh, pizza. And then we went to a Detroit style pizza place uh, for dinner. Love Detroit style. Yeah. Apparently New York doesn't have great. Queens doesn't have great uh, Detroit style anymore, apparently. So 
I think that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Follow on the Patreon if you want to hear my uh, tips and tricks for shucking oysters. That I've <laughs> oh, yeah, we should do a whole <laughs> bunch of oyster shucking stuff. Yeah. Why not? We got a long off season coming up. Like, <laughs> there's still so much of it left. Yeah. And off season is oyster God, season. It it's just started. Our, yeah. Oyster season. Okay, great. I can't <laughs> wait to learn about this thing that like I'm, I'm never going to eat. I'm never going to ever use, but I yeah. actually, and I, I don't even like oysters, but I I'm interested to hear about shucking oysters. Actually, <laughs> uh, we should talk about that. All right. Bye. been loving you a long time down all the years down all the days and I've cried for all your trouble smile it's your funny little way we watched our friends grow up together and we saw them as they fell some of them fell into heaven some of them fell into hell I took shelter from a shower To your arms on a rainy night in Soho. The wind was whistling all its charm. I sang it while my sorrows. You told me all your joy. That old song To all those living